Hello, and welcome to the Ticking Along Podcast, where we talk about Tourette's and our other life experiences. If you'd like to be on the show or have any comments, you can contact me at tickingalong at gmail.com. That's T-I-C-I-N-G-L-O-N-G at gmail.com. Now let's get into the show. U.S. We're we the country was built so much on on kind of doing things yourself and and going out and making making your own place in in, in the world and all that and so it's not we we have a mindset not so much of, of helping others but um, making things happen um, yeah so kind of the American dream is you know. You get up, you you, you um, kind of just go out, yeah. make things uh, work, no matter what comes your, your way. But yeah. I mean, there's still still a lot of a lot of help in the U.S. Um, around it. I don't know exactly how well our uh, uh, disability, um, you know, checks and stuff would would uh, work with. So I don't know if if someone with a severe case of Tourette's could get on disability easily or not. Um, I would imagine it probably would be a problem or a struggle. Okay. Yeah. What What's living in uh, South Africa? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks very much for the question, and thanks for inviting me on another podcast show. It's uh, yeah, wonderful to be here again. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm glad we're actually having this discussion now because I've been chatting to my wife during the week and. You know, I'm in a very much an emotional thinker where she's more level-headed. And I said to her, I hope with this podcast we talk about the country because we are actually in such a difficult situation at the moment where I want to speak honestly about it. And I can honestly say um, from uh, from a point of view as a 42-year-old white male in South Africa to live in South Africa is incredibly, incredibly difficult. And I, I saw, I saw that documentary that you had, uh, you know, posted about um, with the uh, South African farmers. I, I, I see why you kind of um, gave it a, a warning for, you know, if you're going to watch this, make sure that you, you know, that you're aware that it's got some pretty br- brutal, um, you know, depictions in it and that, you wouldn't recommend, you know, children to watch it. I was kind of um, shocked about about you know what was going on down there, uh, and kind of how much it seemed like uh, they didn't want to bring awareness to it. No, well, you know, just the same thing that, and I'm glad you watched it, and thank you so much for watching the those documentaries because I post them because we need to bring awareness, you know, just like China. And now I hear from my friend who does my website in Ireland that a lot of countries are not talking, you know, spreading uh, accurate uh, information regarding the COVID-19 virus, coronavirus. And that is the same thing that is happening with South Africa and South African news is that they have got a hold, and me being involved in journalism and photography and that for many years, I've I've got factual proof of it and evidence of how the government doesn't allow certain things to come out of the country. Like you probably, and please, I want an answer on this, you probably don't know how bad our farm murders are in this country. 
I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear, I, I, I really didn't hear anything about it until you said something about it. And, 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 and until I watched that documentary. Um, but I mean, I don't really hear much about uh, a lot of things that go around, uh, that go on uh, outside of my immediate area. I don't watch a lot of uh, world news, um, but then I don't even watch a lot of, you know, countrywide news. Most of the news I watch is kind of local. Um, but even still, I do hear about, you know, certain things going on, uh, outside the U S but no, and you'd think that that would be something that they kind of would, uh, want to bring awareness to. Yeah. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do in, in a sense from, you know, from my point of view and okay, I can't stop farm murders and I'm not a farmer. And uh, there's a lot about the farming that I don't agree with. Like the farmers in this country are only paying their workers between 60 and 120 rand a day, which works out to 2,000 to 3,500 rand a month. And it's labor, you know, they're working from five in the morning till six at night. So, mm. you know, I don't agree with that. And I'm a vegetarian and I don't agree with the way the, the farmers treat animals in that. But while we, I try to bring awareness for South Africa, and I hope we can talk about this, is from the point of a South African male. And if I can say South African white male, I'm a liberal. I have I was brought up in apartheid. Um, you know what apartheid is? I'm just saying that. No. So people care. Apartheid was, for many years, before the ANC became in power, the apartheid was the Africana South African government made it illegal for black people to mix with white people. Okay. They had to, they, they weren't allowed to go to beaches. They weren't allowed to ride on public buses. They weren't allowed to go to movies. Everything black was not allowed in a white suburb. And it and was a terrible thing. That happened. It came at, Apartheid started, I think, in the 50s or 60s, uh, and it ended in 1992. Okay. Wow. But I'm very against that, so I'm a liberal. I was all for black people and white people living in harmony. But my, yeah. my problem with South Africa today is that I'm a 43-year-old male, 42-year-old male, and at the moment uh, I don't have an income. Um, I live on, I can live on less than three, four thousand rand a month, and we are being classified almost as poor whites. My wife has a master's degree, she studied for nine years, she is highly intelligent, and she cannot get a job because of we can't get anywhere because of the color of our skin. So my problem with South Africa is that there is just no future for us here and there is no help. Like now during lockdown, we both can't run our businesses. So, you know, between you and me and all the millions of people that are going to hear is we are two. My wife is a highly qualified um, uh, biochemist and I am qualified photographer and motivational speaker and all of that. But we're sitting without any income because we can't get support from the government. But yet people who 
are of a different race can get help from the government. Yeah, and and what is your um, country doing as far as the the uh, COVID nineteen stuff? Like well, I know they've uh, they've issued lockdown and and all that. Um, you know what we we had uh, I had a whole lot of respect for the president who is Mr. Soromapolza. In uh, when when the coronavirus started happening in South Africa, he actually put us in lockdown very quickly. So we've been in lockdown for forty days now. Uh-huh. And so when I say lockdown, um, it, the whole country was in complete lockdown except essential services, so shopping, um, food distribution, medical, dental, and pharmaceutical. But now we have gone, as of yesterday, we've gone into level four um, lockdown, which means some people can go back to work, like um, cell phone companies, Wi-Fi companies, uh, car manufacturers, and all of that. But Mm -hmm. people who have their own businesses, like hairdressers, beauticians, barbers, photographers, home tutors like myself and my wife, we've been told that we might only be able to open our businesses again at the end of August, which is, which is, it is um, my friend and everybody listening. If you can understand the fear that is in me as a 42 year old man who has to look after his family, knowing that we've been in lockdown already for over a month so we had um, a nest egg that could cover one or two months. But after this month, yeah. you know, we are in absolute dire straits. And I've approached the government to say my wife has a very good business. Um, I have um, a subpar, I mean, above, just above average business. Can we not get financial aid? And we both have not even qualified for the simple grant of 350 rand a month. So the government isn't even prepared to give us that. So what can we do? Yeah, and that's that's pretty crazy cuz I mean over over here um they they shut down um all this, uh, all the non-essential businesses, but in that at least in my state as long as your business was under kind of 10 employees or or you know given work area, you were still allowed to operate. Um, so I, I work just myself and then I go out and I'll be in an area might have two or three other people in it. So I was able to just, you know, continue working, you know, pretty much as normal. Um, I did, you know, cut back, uh, the amount of people I was meeting with, um, and try to try to do everything just over the phone and stuff or under our essential businesses, it kind of allowed for more, uh, small businesses to continue working. Um, we had to, we had to close down all of our, um, pretty much all the restaurants had to close except for, um, takeout. You, there was no dining in, uh, at any of the restaurants and then, uh, all clothing stores were closed and, and everything else. So the only things that were open, um, were as far as like, uh, stores and stuff, the only thing that were open were, um, uh, grocery stores. Um, so Walmart, Walmart stayed open. Uh, so you could really get pretty much anything you needed, uh, 
through either Walmart or if Walmart doesn't have it, you had to go online and order it um, through like Amazon. Um, and there were a few stores that were doing like pickup items so you could order online and, and get it picked up. But, um, and then our, our government, um, because they shut down all the, the um, businesses and the stuff, they were issuing people um, a, uh, they, they amped up the unemployment. So if you were unemployed because of the coronavirus, uh, you could get an extra um, $600 a week through the unemployment. Um, so for, so for us, we, we had, um, you know, we, we were getting more income during the coronavirus and, we, you know, it's still kind of going, they're just now starting to open things back up, um, than we were before the coronavirus. And, and I, I love what you say there, because that is the point, you know, that I tried to make is the first thing our president did is he gave people who aren't allowed to work, like, you know, the people with medical problems and the mm -hmm. old age people, he increased their monthly income, okay. which I'm happy for them because I don't want to see anybody suffer. And it's such a little bit of money anyway. A normal old person gets a monthly grant of 1,800 Rand a month. So if we translate it, it's $1,000 or it's $100 yeah, or but, less than a month. Yeah. But now he's increased their pay. He's increased the pay of the people that have like illegitimate children or children out of wedlock, you know. He's increased their pay, which my argument is, is why is he giving them more money when they, they aren't being affected because they yeah. aren't allowed to work anyway. So why isn't that money being given to businesses or to people and I'm not, I'm only using my wife and I as an example, but we aren't alone in this journey. A lot of our acquaintances and our friends also say to us, you know, they can't pay their worker because they can't cut gardens or they can't do driving lessons or something. So um, there's a lot of South Africans who have been, you know, good citizens all their life, like my wife, I haven't always been a good person, but my <laughs> wife is an exceptionally good person. Yeah. Why does she have to suffer? You know, this morning, and this is very personal information, but I want people to understand, is, um, you know, about a week ago, her sister gave us uh, a little bit of money to, to help soften the blow. The, that money was taken by the bank. We didn't even see it. Then this morning, she gets paid for a job again. We didn't see that money because the bank took it. So where my problem is with the government is, why haven't they told the banks a month ago, listen, you're not allowed to take money from people at the moment because they don't have an income. So all the bills have continued having to be paid, but yet we're not getting an income. But the people who are getting an income are the people that shouldn't even be working. So, yeah. yeah so you, you guys, um, I know here we've had a lot of uh, places um, say that they'll kind of um, put a stay on, on, you know, paying. They won't make you, they won't shut you down on any of your payments and stuff. And uh, um, like I know our uh, water and electric company, 
they've they've said um, that they're not going to shut your your electricity off or your your water off um, because you haven't paid. Um, and a lot of places um, for like rent or mortgage um, have said, "Hey, we'll we'll allow you to um, you know kind of pause payments or um, kind of they, they won't." take any action against you not paying uh, your payments uh, in these couple months. Uh, and, you know, for your rent, you'll, you'll have to pay it back uh, later, but your mortgage, you can actually get it uh, kind of paused and um, push back months. So you can have your, your mortgage extended um, to allow for these couple months where you're not making as much income. Um, so that kind of, and there's been a lot of companies that have kind of allowed that and um, kind of said, hey, we realize you're not making money and we realize that you can't, that, that it wasn't, you know, your fault that you're not, that you're not making money. So we'll allow you to, um, we won't take action against you because you're not able to pay right now. You know, I wish that would happen. Yeah. And um you know, I've been in a very bad place the last week or two. Firstly, the Tourette's is doing things that I don't want it to do. But secondly, is like I've been a complete patriot to this country, you know, even representing them on a sports level when I was younger. And um, just sitting back and seeing how selfish we have become as a country. You know, we owe people money because we rent property. We, you know, we have a okay, our car is paid off, but there's insurance and everything. Not one company or not one entity has called me, and not even the person we ran from has mm -hmm. called us and said, "Listen, we're all going through this tough time. Can we make an arrangement that maybe we, if you can't pay rent, we use your deposit, or if you can't pay rent?" When do you think you can pay us back in full once the country's open again? Yeah. Because we can have access to money, but it's access to money that might only come in a year or two, you know, because it's policies and that. So it's not that we will never pay, you know, it's even going to get a loan now. It would not be a stupid thing because we have money. We just can't have access to it now. But nobody in South Africa, a lot of businesses have been kind and, you know, they're paying their people while they're at home and that. But from our front, mm. our car insurance has carried on, our house insurance has carried on, our medical has carried on. So we've got to pay those bills, but our income is at a standstill. So, yeah. So uh, what, what's kind of like the, the cost of living over there? Um so like what do you what do you pay for like rent and and all that okay well i will i will i will put us in um uh, middle class um so we have uh i don't like calling it lower class because in my eyes nobody's lower than i am so i will call it the class of people that have to like rely on government grants and that they the poorer people they have their the government house and everything and then okay. you get the middle class where i would call us you know i would call us a few months ago middle upper upper middle class so we live in a little town in the karoo which is it's a part of africa south africa which is 
like a desert. It's like your farming culture and all of that. We live in mm. a very small town called Craddock. So why I mention that is because living in these small towns is a lot cheaper than a city. So living in a in Craddock, a small town, we rent a house for including electricity and water. Our rent is about four and a half thousand rand a month. Right. And then um, our car, to pay for our car insurance uh, is a thousand rand a month. And uh, petrol, as you probably know, is 16 rand a liter. So, so on your, your, your insurance is, is how much? Insurance is, to give you the exact number, it's about 902 rand a month. Right. So it's like $50? Okay. Yeah, probably just a, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, about $50. yeah I've got a calculator. I've got a kind of converter uh, in front of me so I can kind of understand okay, a little better. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, I, I, I pay for, for my insurance, car insurance. I've got two cars and I pay about, a hundred a month on that. So that's not, not too different. Um, and, 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 and you said, uh, gas was, was how much? The petrol price now has gone down a little bit because of the coronavirus, but on average, we pay in 15 rand a liter, 80 cents a liter. That's 80 cents US. Um, right now our gas is at a dollar, Forty and dollar thirty nine a gallon. A U.S. gallon is about three point seven liters. Yeah. Um, yes. So that's cheap. So that's and it was it was up at at two it was up at like two fifty um, b- before the coronavirus started. Can I ask you a question on the price of money? Like, um, would can a person in America, like, is $1,500, is that a good salary in America? I'm talking about a monthly salary, not a weekly salary. Um, so to cover just our bills, uh, we need about uh, 1400 a month. Uh, so we need uh, 1400 a month uh, just to cover basic, basic bills. Um, and that's in a, in a smaller town where, where, uh, rent is cheaper. Um, and, uh, that's bad. It's about the only thing that you can kind of get cheaper, uh, here. Um, so, so, and, and rent's going to be your kind of main expense. Um, so, um, you know, making, I, I would say a decent, um, you know, amount of money for, uh, for a family to live on, uh, would be around 40,000 a year or, or, or more. Um, that, that allows you kind of your, um, kind of middle-class still, still working, but you're still allowed, you know, you say, well, well, to, you know, go out to eat or, or kind of really, you know, do fun things and, and not have to worry about money so much. Um, so that would be forty thousand divided by twelve. Um, so you're looking at about three thousand. Three thousand. I'm going to give you an example of, and this is why I've been trying to like 
you know, either with my wife's teaching and her master's degree and also with my motivational speaking and photography and that, her sister is a, a, a teacher and she's been working, you know, out of the country for years now. She goes to China and she goes all over, but she goes to places where she gets paid in U.S. dollars and mm -hmm. she earns nice money. But, you know, why... I'm asking those questions because if some, if I, you know, if I had to say get $1,500 from America, that would cover my expenses and it would cover my, all my expenses now. And I would be able to go on an insurance, a medical insurance, which I can't do now because it's too expensive. So only my wife is on it. And then we would still have like seven to eight thousand rand to 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 save a month. So one thousand five hundred dollars would give us twenty eight thousand South African rands, which would class us in way above middle class. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that's the huge comparison in the dollars and the rand. Yeah, and and over here, I mean. It, it... Depending on where you live, um, uh, fifteen hundred could could either last you a month or it could pay uh, rent. So that, I mean, there's if you go down to like Nashville, um, you're you're looking at paying you know a thousand or more uh, a month in rent uh, for just like a a studio apartment. Um, and so that's it, it depends on where where you're at. Um, but I mean, it it, it would fifteen hundred would would be you know one month of expenses for me. Um, so, you know, it's it it's definitely dependent on on where in the country you are. Especially if you if you're out in California, that that may not even pay your rent. Mm -hmm. um, it's 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 just America is such a big country, and we have such a big difference in. Um, you know, expenses uh, that kind of depends on where you're at. Um, yeah. With, 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 um, you see what is so interesting with me is like I'm looking at $1,500 and then looking at, oh, that also covers our monthly expensive expenses. Mm -hmm. But with the money you've got in the States, bringing it into South Africa, your quality of life can be. I'm not joking, 10 times better. You know, if you are getting 30,000 Rand a month, which is $1,650, you're getting 30,000 uh -huh. Rand a month. If you're getting 30,000 Rand a month in the Craddock, like a town like we are in, you are going to be classed as rich. You know, you're going to have a good yeah. quality of life. And sadly, South Africa is such a violent place that you have to you have to live in certain areas and when you live there you have to have a built-in alarm system you have to have electric gates and when I say electric I mean shocking electric like electric fence yeah. you need to have um, a lot of people have roaming security on their property and that but you can't do that if you if you're poor, you know, when I'm saying poor, if you're living on like three, four thousand rand a month, 
So, you know, I always say to somebody who has a job paying dollars, but they're living in South Africa, has got their bum in the butter because they can live the best life in South Africa and they can afford it easily. And and where you're at, the um, temperatures and stuff, how, how does how, what's kind of like the the general weather that you guys have down there? You know what? Living in South Africa, climate. I always feel very bad when I talk about the bad part of it because it's actually the most beautiful place on earth. And I would say that, you know, I will say that time and again, it is we have the most beautiful climate. Um, so where we live in the Karoo, we are probably the hottest part of the country, one of the hottest parts. So our average temperature in summer, and it's a dry heat, is between 35 and 40 degrees, but it can get up regularly to 40, 42, 43. And then in winter, the coldest we will get during the day is maybe uh, 7, 8 degrees, but then at night it can maybe go to just below. But that is in the Karoo where the other areas are a lot milder temperatures. For at least two months of the year, it doesn't go under 35 degrees. 90, 95 degrees. Yeah, fair enough. Huh. Yeah. So it gets hot. Well, it gets really hot. Yeah, that, that is hot, dry. but you're saying it is dry. Oh, very it is dry. dry. Yeah, it's so, not the humid. If you go to... If you go to a place in Durban, if you look on the map of Africa, it's called the Natal Coast and that it's on your right-hand side. They're along the coast. They also get incredibly hot temperatures like 30, 35, but the humidity, it feels like you walk oh. in, in water because it's so <laughs> hot and humid. Well, that's that's one, one reason why I wouldn't want to live down in like Florida um, because it's it's – so humid down there and it and it gets and, and it's you know several degrees warmer down there than it is up 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 in tennessee uh and it's even yeah it's humid enough in, in tennessee uh to where you know anything above you know once once your body kind of gets used to it in, into the summer um anything above 80 85 degrees feels just unbearable um but you know and you just you know just covered in sweat and, and it, so you end up just not not having any fun uh but um yeah we are our, because our, our temperatures in the summer can get to you know 100 degrees fahrenheit or or you know occasionally into into 100 and you know uh i think yeah you know, 106 occasionally uh i mean those uh it's far and few between when we have days over a hundred, but it, it does, we do get days where it's, you know, 95, uh, or, or our high, our highs are, you know, 95 or, or so. Um, and, and it's humid. It's, we got like, you know, 60% humidity, um, you know, 60 to 80% of humidity. Um, so, you know, we, we hear about people over in like, uh, Arizona where you get, you know, it's constantly over a hundred degrees over there um, in the summer. And it's, but, but they're like, well, it, it's a dry heat. Um, but 
if it's over 100 degrees, it still feels hot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but but yeah, it's I, I like our, our climate here because um, you get you, you get the uh, kind of rounded amount of seasons. Um, you know, in the winter it gets cold and we don't get a lot of snow. I don't think we got like any snow this year. We got um, well, it, it was snowing, but none of it stuck. So we didn't even get a time where the ground was covered in snow. Um, but the other day, your video, covered in like an you were making a video the other day and you almost got me in tears because it looked so beautiful. You were on your way back from a job or something and you were driving. Oh. And uh, you, the camera was showing the, your window and then all of a sudden you yeah. said, oh, it's starting to snow. And just the weather outside, you know, your car at that time looked so beautiful. And my other subscribers at America sent me videos of their snow in that. And that's one thing that I would love to experience is snow. Yeah, and we, we get, we, we get um, enough snow here to kind of, um, you know, you, see, you, can, you can see it, you can, you know, look at it. You, there's not really... We don't get enough to like um, really build a snowman, except for occasionally. Um, the last uh, couple of years, we've had times where we had like five, six inches of snow, which I'm, I know people in in the north are gonna be laughing at that because, um, you know, Michigan uh, will get. I've got family up in Michigan, and they'll get you know feet of snow, uh, and and you know still going about their days. Where here, if it if there's a chance of snow, um, if there's like, you know, a 50% chance of snow, schools are going to be closed the next day. Um, and a lot of it's because um, the roads, um, the roads will get snow on them. The snow will melt and then refreeze. And then there'll be sheets of ice on the road. Okay. Um, so then, then that causes problems with, with your not being able to stop and, and people, because it doesn't snow very often here, um, people aren't used to driving uh, in snow and, and on ice and stuff. And driving on snow is not as much of a problem as, as the ice. Um, but yeah, no, we get, we get a good well-rounded uh, seasons here. And um, uh, so in the winter it gets, you know, it gets cold into tip. I mean, we'll get a couple days in the teens and, um, sometimes in the single digits um but typically it's i don't know 30 around around 30 so around i was zero degrees uh celsius um and then uh in the in the summer it gets you know to be in the 90s um so it's kind of got a full spectrum of of um temperature um and then uh yeah the 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 landscape uh, around where I live, um, yeah, Tennessee is known for be being very uh, hilly and having a lot of hills. Um, so when you're driving, you're 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 going up and down hills, and and you get these you know uh, beautiful uh, areas. What I really like is where we've gone through and and cut into cut into the hills and and into the rock, and you can see this big wall of rock. Um, to either side of you when you're, when you're driving down the road. Um, and there's a, there's a couple areas, um, you know, where I drive, um, down, down the interstate, um, 
you know, going into towards Nashville, there's one area where you have this just massive hill uh, that you come down. And then um, as you're coming down, you've got, um, you know, hills on either side where they're cut into rock and covered in trees. Uh, And then when you come down to the bottom of the uh, bottom of the hill, you have these big hills uh, to either side, just covered in trees. And it's just the, the landscaping around here is just very, very beautiful. Um, whereas, as compared to places uh, like, um, you know, Indiana um, and, and stuff like that, where it's just flat, <laughs> there is, you can, you can just, you get on some roads and you can just see for miles. It's nothing but, but you know, farmland and, and you just see endlessly. And I'm like, I, it, one, it's it's hard to drive those roads because you're just sitting there and nothing's changing. Yeah. Um, whereas around here, you've got constant hills and you can't see, but, you know, it's it's rare that you see a mile down the road. If you want to go to uh, Nashville from your house, how long does it take to drive you? Um, so to get to downtown Nashville, um, I'm looking at about an hour, maybe. You know, 50 minutes. And from Nash, from your um, house to New York? You're looking at a drive of 13 hours and 20 minutes. Sure. And if you were to get there on public transport, uh, excluding an airplane, how would you get there? You wouldn't. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't. I don't, I don't think there's – I mean, there's not really a way to, uh, um, you know – we we don't have we have some some trains uh, that you might be able to take from areas. Uh, they were wanting to uh, add some stops um, from Nashville. I I think they were adding wanting to add a stop from Nashville down to Atlanta, um, but it's just it's not. We our country is not made for for public transport, um, especially long distance. Um, so we have like in our, in our major cities, we have, you know, bus routes and stuff. Um, and then our major, you know, countrywide major cities will have, uh, trains and metros, um, so New York and, um, uh, places like that will have, uh, you know, uh, subways and, and, and metros and stuff like that. But the vast majority, you're either going to, you're either going to drive or you're going to get on a plane and then rent a car whenever you get there. Okay. And, and usually I, I drove down to um, uh, New Orleans and that was a, oh, I think it was something like a nine or 10 hour drive um, plus the stop. So, um, yeah, you're looking at a 12 hour drive. Um, from from the time you leave to the time you get there, uh, once you add in a, a couple hours for getting gas and and you know eating uh, and taking a couple breaks, um, and I did that all in one day. Uh, so I left at about midnight or or one a.m. and I got down there. Uh, I don't know. It was like two o'clock uh, in the afternoon. Uh, so, and our, our driving that we do here is just, um, you know, it's not uncommon to drive, you know, an hour if you want to go somewhere. 
that that wouldn't be really a long drive. It's not really a long drive unless it's well, depending on what it's for. If you if it's a um, if you're going to like just to go to a store or something, um, you know, a long drive would be something over an hour. Um, but if for if you're going somewhere for a vacation, it's not a long drive unless it's over like four or five hours. So driving is just kind of a part of living in America. Um, and pretty much, especially in, in, in my city, it, you have to have a car. Um, if you don't have a car, you're, it's going to, um, you know, cause problems with getting, you know, to and from work and, and, and getting groceries and all that. What is your city um, there are a few Sorry. people. Uh, it's uh, Portland, Tennessee. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a smaller, it's a smaller city, um, in, in the North, uh, North middle Tennessee. Can I ask you a question off, off the topic of, um, of shopping centers and that, sorry, I've just noticed it in, uh, I watch quite a few different YouTube channels and that, and I've noticed how, how guns, and this is without getting into a big debate about guns, but <laughs> how everybody seems to have a gun in America. Is that, is that a legitimate statement to make or is it easy to get a gun there? Uh, I would say the, the vast majority of Americans don't own a gun. Um, in the South. So in, in the South that you're going to have a higher population of people with guns. Um, but like, you know, yeah, up in like, uh, New York or California, uh, even Florida, um, a lot of people won't own guns. Uh, but in uh, where I where, where I live, um, I'm in a more kind of hunting culture and 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 a culture where we're kind of into shooting guns and stuff. So um, I know people who own you know several guns. They'll own I don't know five to ten guns. Okay. Um, and you know, so that you'll, you know, a lot of people will carry, um, a handgun. So they'll have a handgun on their person and, uh, as they're out. Um, and then they'll have, uh, guns that they'll go shooting, uh, with whether that be a, a, a rifle or, um, shotguns and stuff like that. Um, but I, I, our, our country as a whole is kind of shifted, um, away from gun culture, um, but the South is still is still in in that gun culture kind of area. Um, but get it, to get a gun, you you have to go through a background check, and you can't have any um, uh, criminal history uh, uh, or uh, certain um, psychological um, blemishes on your record or whatever. Where is the South? Um, so the South would be, um, uh, and, and it depends on who you, who you ask. Um, but I would say you're, 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 you're going to be looking at, um, Texas, okay. uh, Mississippi, Alabama, uh, South Carolina, Tennessee, North Carolina, Kentucky, Virginia, uh, and Louisiana, uh, I would say not Florida. Okay. <laughs> so Florida is that you know the very southern part.
part of the U.S. kind of sticks out into the ocean. Uh, but I would say that's not a part of the South because so many people uh, from other parts of the U.S. move down there, especially for retirement. Um, so it, it doesn't have the same culture there as the rest of the South. And uh, what is um, a hillbilly? A hillbilly? Um, so that would be, uh, I guess you're, you're probably, uh, another word similar would be kind of like uh, redneck. Uh, so someone who's, who's kind of hodgepodge things together, um, fixes things with duct tape okay. <laughs> uh, and, and, and stuff like that. Okay. You were, you know, you say you do, um, you do boat repair work, which I find very interesting. Is there, is there an ocean near you, or, or do you do, is, is boating like big on lakes and dams and all of that there? So, so what, what, what I work on is the uh, Cumberland River, uh, is where most of my work is on, uh, and that comes through uh, the middle, ten, uh, the middle of Tennessee. Um, kind of going um, east to west, and yeah, there's a lot of boating on on the on the rivers down here. Okay. Do you do boating? Do you enjoy water skiing or boating? Um, I don't really go out on boats all that much. Um, I've had a few. I've I've had a few um, of my customers uh, offer to give me uh, to take me out on their boats and stuff like that. Um, but I don't really, I don't have my own boat and I don't really go out as much. Um, but I do occasionally go, um, go out and I've gone out with my grandparents and, um, we've rented a pontoon boat and, uh, kind of one of those, uh, rafts that you can kind of pull behind the boat and kind of hold on to while you're laying down and you just go over the wake, uh, and kind of get lifted up in the air and, and, and thrown off uh and and stuff like that um but i don't do any like jet uh you know i don't do any water skiing or anything like that wakeboarding what do you do for fun like there you're a young couple what do you do for fun um well uh my wife likes to go to um a place called game galaxy and it's a uh arcade that you can go to uh in one of the malls down here and they've got um you pay like ten dollars uh for their day pass and you can go in and play all the arcade games or and any of that and so instead of having the arcade games set up on uh, a quarter system they're just all set up as free to pay uh free to play and you just pay the ten dollars for uh the day pass and you can play as long as you okay. want um, so that's one of the things, uh, and then going to, going to movies, um, so mo the, the movie theater that I go to, um, it was like, they, they recently upped their prices. Um, well, I think they upped the prices, uh, last, last winter or, or summer. Uh, and so it's a little more expensive, but, uh, when I was going there, it was like, 20 bucks for two people to go to the movies and get a popcorn. Uh, now it's probably up to like 25 for uh, going to the movies. Once you add in popcorn and everything, but it's like, I don't know, six, six fifty uh, per person for a matinee sure. movie. 
So as long as you don't go to like a later movie, um, it's not it's not too expensive. Um, and then a lot of a lot of what um, you know for your regular entertainment and stuff, you're going to be um, just on the internet. So and 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 then gaming and stuff. Uh, I'm trying to get together uh, my uh, all my gaming consoles and get that connected to my TV and and get that set up to where um so I haven't I haven't want to really set up anything fancy because I'm planning on moving as soon as I can and getting my own house uh so I don't want to set anything up that's going to be like long lasting uh because I'm it may not work in my new house uh so um I finally decided, well, I'll just get a little um, shelf and, and put all the systems on there and then just deal with that for now. Um, so I've got um, a couple different PlayStations. So I've got the PlayStation 2, uh, which came out in early 2000s. The PlayStation 3, mm, can't remember where that came out. And then the PlayStation 4, which is the newest console so far. Uh, and then I'm getting games set up on my computer, uh, and I've got a couple controllers and stuff. Uh, so playing video games, uh, and then, uh, watching stuff on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, that is, uh, that's- and then in our area, we have a lot of, uh, um, Pokemon Go stops. And so me and my friends have kind of gotten back into Pokemon Go and playing that. So with Pokemon, you have these, uh, you know, little animals uh, that you can go out and capture. Uh, and so you go out and you collect them and then you, tr- you know, you, you go through and you try to get you, the, the goal of the game is to capture all the different types of Pokemon and find them by uh, in Pokemon Go. You go out into, you know, around parks or, or anywhere in your city. Uh, and you'll they'll just pop up on your screen on your phone, and you can throw a pokeball at them to capture them, and you get you try to get your collection um, of all the Pokemon complete, and to build your team, and then you go out and with these Pokemon you go out and fight with them, uh, and try to take over arenas, um, and um, so. Uh, and then you can level up your Pokemon uh, by um, going to different Pokestops. And so a Pokestops would be like your landmarks around your, your town or in the area. So in our park, we've got uh, five or six different Pokestops. And then in the square, we've got five or six different Pokestops. Um, and kind of the, the idea of the game is to actually, you know, to go out, get exercise and um you know and have something fun to do uh there's a similar game to it that kind of it's based off of which is ingress uh where you go and walk around and try to capture towers um but um yeah it's it's you know i with the pokemon you can kind of collect different um pokemon and you know I, i i tend to like the more um yeah, you, there's different you know styles and and I you know start, my my wife likes to find all the cute ones and 
and get, add those to her team and stuff. But it's it's a game where you can get up and, and move around and not be stuck inside. Um, tell me this uh, game, and uh, is it expensive to buy a game console and games in America? Um, the newer ones, yes. Um, so my sister or my sister's boyfriend just bought her a um, PlayStation 4 Pro. Uh, so that's the higher-end uh, version of the PlayStation 4. And that cost like almost five hundred dollars. Uh, and then, um, and then you got to buy a game. New games are like sixty dollars. Um, and then, if you want a second controller, uh, they're now like forty dollars. So it's it's expensive if you're into playing new games. Uh, but if you get like a used version of a game or a used console or something like that, um, you're looking at, um, well, depending on how old you want to go, but um, like a, a PlayStation 2, you can get for, I don't know, a hundred bucks. Uh, and then games are like $5 a game. Uh, so the, the older games aren't, aren't bad. Uh, but but the newer games are definitely expensive. Yeah, that is my greatest dream. Is so if you ever want to get rid of one of your gaming consoles, you're welcome to send it to South Africa. I'm dying to get. I don't like these like um, war games and all of that. But I was telling my wife the other day, I would love one of these gaming consoles where I could play like uh, cricket on or or soccer or rugby or something like a sports game. But a gaming console, yeah, is so yeah, expensive. Well, like, I don't know, Cricket 19, I don't know where you play that. Is it Xbox or PlayStation? Uh, prob- probably on both, or, or I but, don't know. Uh, I've, I've been looking around for, but it's so expensive, a gaming console. So, uh, yeah, you're looking at, like, PlayStation, yeah, and um, you you would you would have to download you'd have to download them. Uh, there's there's games that you can play online, um, but any of the games you're going to play online aren't going to be the high end graphics or yeah they're they're going to be closer to um they'll be more like arcade games you can do on online, um, but like if you want like a full fledged like sports game or um rpg or something like that you're gonna have to download it um and you're probably looking about 20 gigs of storage to do that um and the computer i got now i didn't pay a lot for i paid a hundred dollars for it or less than a hundred dollars for it um uh on ebay uh and it's it's a dell uh i think it's a it's a dell latitude um but what it was is i i i'm pretty sure it was uh used for business use because these dell latitudes um people you uh, companies buy them a lot for their employees uh and then once the company's done with them you know they just sell them back for super cheap uh so these dell latitudes you can get pretty cheap um you just have to get you have to get an, a you know the the newest model you can afford really um, with the the highest, um, you know, GP, uh, CPU. So you want something, I don't know, around three gigahertz. Okay, sure. um, 
but they they they're probably the um cheapest computer that you can get uh for uh gaming sure. yeah they 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 get expensive um but um i i went through i i bought the uh playstation four for two hundred and fifty um last year i think uh and i've only got one game for it uh so i I'm, it probably wasn't the best financial decision uh, to to um, buy a, a game console just to play one game, uh, but eventually I'll, I'll get more games for it. So it's it's all good. And I'm uh, I don't play I don't play like I haven't really played like at all in the last year really, um, but mainly because I haven't had it connected to my TV and it was. Anytime I want to play it, I'd have to, you know, go get it and find all the cords and then hook it up. And so that's why I've kind of bought this, you know, $15 bookshelf here. Uh, and, and that way I can leave it sitting somewhere. And that way, if I ever want to play, I can just plug it in. And how and, do you get it. games on your computer? Um, can anybody do that? Or how do you get games like on your laptop or your computer? Um, so... So I just I I just started looking at that and um, so you can get emulators um, for older consoles, um, but if you wanted to play like a newer game, uh, you you would use uh, Steam, and it's a library of um, computer games and they kind of have pretty much all the newer computer uh, all the games that are going to be compatible with the computer um, will be on there. Um, and they have some free to play games. Uh, and then I down and then I've got a USB controller um, that's kind of a PlayStation style controller because um, I don't like playing with a mouse and keyboard. Um, and I just connect that through a USB to my computer and uh, can play on there. Uh, you have to have a higher end uh, computer to be able to play it, or what I'll call a higher end computer. You can't just get. Um, a standard laptop. Uh, so the one I've got actually has a um, i7 processor, um, like three gigahertz. And then my main problem with this, the computer I have now is it doesn't have a big hard drive. So it's only got a hundred gigs of storage. Uh, and then nowadays games take up, I don't know, at least 15 gigs up to, 60 100 gigs maybe so they they can they can get very uh the the file sizes can get pretty large um so you have to i've got an external hard drive that i'm going to use as storing all the games on uh so do you have to download these games or can you play them like online and then uh, for, like, week-long trips, would those be common? Uh, yeah, you know, if you can afford it because uh, hospitality has become so expensive here because a lot of international people, you know, want to come this side. So, yeah, if we can afford it and you can get out of work or go away, then a mm-hmm. week away, definitely. Then again, we would definitely look to go into – we like Jeffrey's Bay because – my wife likes walking on the sea, and I, of course, love being in the sea, like surfing and that. And then otherwise, you know, um, a place called Wilderness or George Neisner, 
So, yeah, that can definitely happen, but I would say only once, maybe at the most twice a year. But, but yeah, so, I mean, it, over over in uh, South Africa, did, um, I mean, are, are vacations um, common? Like, 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 like or, or are you how talking about holidays, it, public holidays, or you talk, oh, uh, no, no, we've yeah. got... Well, like, like, like going out uh, for, I don't know, a week, a week off at, at somewhere or, or even a weekend oh, off okay. somewhere. No, yeah, that is definitely, that is something um, uh, we, we've always wanted to do and we try to do when we can is you go away for a weekend and then you either go camping, uh, meaning you take your tent and you go to a caravan park and you take your, put your tent yeah. up. But uh, uh, we, uh, I don't know if my wife really likes camping that much. So we normally, we go to a place called uh, Jeffrey's Bay, which is a big surfing spot. And then we book into, um, yeah, like a, 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 a bed and breakfast or a guest house. Or if we go for more than two days, then a self-catering place. But yeah, that is definitely something we enjoy doing yeah well I, I i mean i think most people here um i think most people here are used to a standard of taking a like a one week uh, possibly a two week uh vacation once a year i would say probably a one a one week of va- vacation a year um now if you're if you're making a lot more money you're you'll you'll take more than that um but I, what I would call the the standard kind of normal person would be, you know, go off for a one week vacation, whether they take that in the summer or uh, winter. Kind of depends on what job they're in. Um, I I I take my, I would take mine in the winter. Uh, um, my my parents uh, used to do theirs the uh, week of Christmas to New Year's. Um, and so they would go off during that time because boating, the in in boating and stuff. That's that's the one time a year that I'm almost guaranteed to not have any work is from Christmas to New Year's, um, because either people have already spent all their money on on Christmas shopping or um, they're using their boats, okay. uh, which you would think would be kind of weird. But okay, if you want to use your boat in 30 degree weather, go right ahead. <laughs> or you know zero degree weather go right ahead yeah no when this everybody yeah, tries to go away in summer here so they try the biggest time to go away is from the 15th of december to like the 9th of january that is when it's summer and everybody can go to the beach and all of that yeah see that's that's the time that i would be taking my vacation except for it's winter for me okay, <laughs> oh, yes, of course, yes. um yeah and 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 what I would like to do, um, you know, if I'm going to go on a vacation, I, I'd, I'd like to do uh, cruising. Um, so going out on a, on a cruise ship, um, but that, that's uh, not, a, not, a cheap, not a cheap thing to do. Um, so, I mean, you're looking, oh, it, at least, you know, 2000 You're probably looking at least $2,000 to do that um, for a couple. Um, so it's not really cheap. Um, and I, I didn't take, I haven't taken a vacation, um, this year or 
last year um, because I've been saving up for a house. So I've, I've just been working through um, once I get it, once I get a house and get settled in there, I'll, I'll, I'll probably take a, a week vacation um, or, or, or a week or two vacation a year. Um, and because I'm, you know, very, uh, uh, because I'm able to budget my, my money very well, uh, I, I can afford to take a, a more expensive vacation than really what my, what other people with my income would be taking. Because uh, in the U.S., a lot of people spend more than they need. Uh, so they kind of spend without thinking uh, and can, can cause problems. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, do you guys have any like theme parks? Oh, you know, <laughs> um, we have like, you know, I'm so out of date because the last time I was in a major city, it's probably like 10, 11, oh, 12 years ago. But, um, I haven't yeah. been to a theme park in about 20 years. So we only have them in places like, Johannesburg, Cape Town, and Durban, you know, three of the major cities. Yeah. But um, no, we don't. You see, that is why I like America so much because that sort of thing appeals to me so much where we don't have it in South Africa unless you can travel to these big cities. And that is also purely only for the wealthy, you know, it is incredibly expensive to get in and yeah. to enjoy your day. You're going to need a couple of thousand rand, you know, but they are here, but they are nothing like the U.S. Like we don't have water parks and all of that. I think we have two water parks in the whole of South Africa, you know, so we just don't have those sort of things. We have mm. cruises, which I have would love to go on. That's my biggest dream is to go on a cruise, but they go from like Cape Town and Durban, but it's your other cruise ships, you know, like um, the ones that come out of America and that. So, yeah, not much fun to be had yet. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, we've got I – don't, I don't really go to any uh, theme parks in, the, in, in my state. Um, we've, got, we've got Dollywood, uh, and I've, I've been there, and that one's – that one's good, but usually where, where I go uh, once a year up to um, Santa Claus, Indiana, and they've got Holiday World, um, and it's got four, yeah, I think uh, five, five, I think now, no, four. I think it's got four uh, roller coasters, like big roller coasters. Um, then they've got, you know, the swings, uh you know, where it takes you up in the air and swings you around. Uh, they've got the, uh, they've got a section for uh, the 4th of July holiday. And that one's got all of your like carnival rides. Um, and then, uh, and then they've got uh, the splashing safari section of their, of, of their park. Uh, and that's a water park and they've got a wave pool, uh, a couple of water rides Um so I usually I usually go there once a year, and um, I'm not sure if I'll go this year because the coronavirus it's it may not be open or when it does open it might be too packed. I'm not going to pay, you know, 
couple hundred to to go uh, up to a theme park and then be waiting oh, in line no. all day. Because um, that's why I don't go to like Disney World or or, or you know a place like that. One Disney World's way overpriced. I mean, it's for for the amount for the amount that you, that you can do there um, because of how how po- populated it is. Um, you spend so much time sitting in the line. It's just Have not worth it. Disney World? Um, but I do. I, I, I went there uh, when I was really young. Uh, but the only thing I remember is um, not being able to keep up with my family. So, like, they were walking away and I was like falling behind and I was like, hey, guys, wait up, wait up. And that, that was all I remember. So I don't remember any anything else really about it. Um, so, uh, but I haven't, I haven't, so I haven't been in a long time. Uh, but uh, usually I go up to Holiday World, which is a uh, three-hour drive, something like that. Um, so I can, I can drive, I can drive up there uh, early, you know, drive up there early in the morning, and then stay there all day and get back. I don't know, 1 a.m. in the morning here. Uh, but so it's 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 a it's a decent amount of way um, to where I can't get like a season yeah. pass. Uh, but it's not too far to where I have to stay there overnight. Um, but yeah, it's it's like forty dollars a person, and then while you're there, you got to pay for food. Um, which I know you're probably looking at like $20 a person for food. Um, and then uh, the good thing is they have uh, free drinks. So um, they've got drink stands throughout the entire park uh, where you can go in and get uh, free drinks. And they've got water, Gatorade, and then Pepsi sodas. So Mountain Dew, Pepsi, uh, I think, Orange soda and stuff like that, which I'm like, is that geez, like, is that's that a plus. In a cup or is it in a tin, or do you have to take your own glass? Or so, so they've got they've got these like six. Well, they're probably they're probably like eight ounce cups. They've got so they got these small small cups um, that they you they paper cups that they have uh, at the drink stand. You just fill those up. And then go to wherever you're at. But you can buy, you could buy a a, a, a container or get a container, uh, you know, bring a container with you that you could fill up. Um, but they do have small paper cups there. Okay. You see, now that would never um, work here in South Africa. It would be, it would be stolen, or somebody would just stand there for 20 hours and drink all the cool drink, or put it in a 20 liter drum and go resell it or something. Well, I mean, I'd. I, I don't know exactly uh, how it. I don't know exactly how it works, other than it's America, and this is, I guess, the land of free refills. So well, your safety. Um, there, like, do you have to I lock mean, your house in the night? Do you? Um, you know, do you have to... Usually, when I go out, I don't. I don't lock my door. I can't believe that I found that. Yeah, that is unbelievable. Uh, now, when I go down to. Um, Rivergate or or Nashville, and the closer you get to Nashville uh, and the surrounding areas, I start to lock my uh, lock my door in my car more often, um, because 
um, there there are people in uh, Rivergate and Madison uh, who go through cars and will steal thing out of steal things out of cars and stuff. Uh, so I do usually lock my car when I go down there. Um, but pretty much anywhere else, um, the um, yeah, it's, it's it's not a very high crime area. I think you would get an absolute shock if you had to come to South Africa. You know, it, yeah. And uh, and and I'm I am in a, a smaller city, and we haven't we don't have a lot of crime. I I and I know more people more people are 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 locking their doors here than they than they were. 10 20 years ago um and i think i think a lot of it is just uh the amount of news that people get people hear about crimes more often now than they used to um but i used to i used to ride around um the city on my bike and i'd leave my bike at the park uh and just you know I just leave it there sitting sitting up somewhere I wouldn't lock it up to anything or I'd leave it you know somewhere in the city walk around uh, somewhere and then come back and wouldn't be stolen um, which you know I kind of surprised me a bit even at the time uh, but I've also I've also had my bike stolen the only time I've had my bikes you know really stolen is when it's been at my house uh, so um when I was probably twelve, uh, someone stole stole my bike uh, from our shed. Uh, we never found it. Stole mine and my brother's bike. Uh, and then, uh, just a month or two ago, someone stole my my wife's bike uh, from our back porch, and they took it and drove it down or rode it down to um, the elementary school down the road. And, uh, then someone posted and, and they just left it there and someone posted on the, uh, uh, town's Facebook page saying, Hey, whoever's bike this is, um, you know, come pick it up. It's been sitting here for a couple of days. Uh, and we, we, we went by and I went, I, we drove my wife's car, which we really should have drove my car cause we could have fit the bike in my car or at least on top of my car. Um, but we got down there and I rode, I rode the bike back home and she drove the car. Um, but so occasionally bikes do get stolen, uh, and there's occasionally break-ins at houses, but it's so far and few between. What kind of car do you drive in America? I drive a 2010, uh, Ford Escape. So it's a, it's an SUV. I'd, I'd say a mid-size SUV. And, wife? and my wife has a 2011 Toyota okay. Corolla. Yeah, they've both got almost. Hers has a little over. Does hers have 200,000 on it? Yeah, hers has a little over 200,000 miles on it, and mine's got like 180,000 or 190,000 miles. So they're. They're getting up there in, in miles on them, so they, they've got quite a few miles. But um, I think her, her car we paid 4500 for, and my car, 
I paid like five thousand five hundred for. Okay, and uh, all the cars they automatic. Yeah, most of them. Um, if if it's a if it's a manual, you can get it for cheaper. Um, so you can get it like a you if if you had fifteen hundred bucks, you could get a good manual car. Can you drive? Um, so a little over a thousand dollars, and you can. I, I I can't drive manual. I I the, the I'd say the vast majority of Americans uh, don't know how to drive a manual car, uh, just because all almost all of the cars here are automatic, um, and then uh, and most of the time when I'm driving, I, I I've got my cruise control set, um, so it just the car automatically maintains my speed sure. for me. And uh, when can we expect more um, YouTube videos from you? Uh, I'm not really sure when I can make another video. Uh, I would imagine it'd be soon. It's just kind of whenever I get the inspiration to post something that I think would be informative and help others or, uh, you know, help people feel not so alone. Um, but yeah, so just whenever I get around to coming up with an, an idea like that. Hello, ticking along here. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. I appreciate your time. If you would like to get further into the community, please feel free to join the Ticking Along Facebook page. You'll have to answer a few questions before being let in. But as soon as you answer those, I'll be sure to accept your request. If you want more content like this, please be sure to like and subscribe and leave a comment or review on the podcast apps. Thank you. It's very appreciated and it really helps out the podcast. Bye.